Oh, gosh. Okay. I haven't done this in so long. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited not to have to be responsible for once. I thought it's like my day off. I'm going to sit it back is. and let this show happen. Well, good luck because it's, it's, it's a ride. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you don't pay attention, you're not going to know what's going on. I am not paying any attention. Let's do this. Welcome to Book Retorts. I'm your host, Danielle. I'm Sam. And this is the podcast where one of us finds some strange media and shares it with the other person who has no experience with it. Today, we it's really exciting because Sam has had a four-episode run. I'm of, exhausted. Uh, <laughs> Lords of the Sky. Sky Lords. Lords of the Sky by no, Different Wells. things, Danielle. We established that in the episode. <laughs> and today, I'm going to take over with something completely different. Oof, thankfully. Um, yeah, and it's our first foray into a TV show, which I'm pretty excited about as well. Me too. Yes. So I chose to do a Korean drama, which I'm a big fan of, but Sam says we can't have all of our episodes be Korean drama episodes. Don't blame <laughs> us on me, Danielle. We can't do just <laughs> Korean dramas because there are a million of those podcasts already and they're all great, but we have to do something a little bit different. Right. But I do get to choose some. And so I've been very judicious uh -oh. um, and <laughs> I've decided that my first Korean drama that I'm going to talk about is called Love Cells or Love Cells 1, because there are apparently two seasons of this, so I think they are unrelated seasons. I've not seen the second season. Ooh, foreshadowing. Yes, so Love Cells is the name. And it is a Korean drama that's two episodes, it's like a little mini-series, and it is based on a webtoon by Kim Young-hyun, and that's pretty much what you need to know going into that. So I don't know if it being a webtoon explains a lot about this plot. Um, so webtoon, <laughs> just to be clear, because people not familiar with Korean media like myself, is that just a like a web series, a cartoon web series? Yeah, it's like a web comic. It was a pretty popular one actually when it came out. Wait, so it's a comic, but so it's not animated. It's not animated, correct? Got it, got it, got yep, it. It's like a web comic, but they call them webtoons. Um, and I have not actually read the webtoon. I have just seen this show. And this was my third viewing of the show. And um, as I mentioned to you earlier, Sam, I actually can't remember <laughs> how it ends. And it's only two episodes long. So I don't know what that <laughs> says about this show. Or you. <laughs> or me. We already established that I apparently have no memory for plot. Great. Yeah. So I think that's all you need to know coming into this, other than that it's crazy. Okay. So I'll set the scene. Wait, this is should I old. read the description? Oh, yeah, there's a description, and I sent it to you, and you should totally read it. <laughs> okay. It has nothing to do with the real plot. Oh, well, that makes it all the better. So I'm going to apologize in advance, not being familiar with Korean media, and especially with name pronunciation, I'm probably going to butcher these. So let's see what happens. So the description you sent of the show reads... Ma Dae Chung is an unemployed man with dried up love cells, in quotes. Determined to start dating again, he seeks help from Navi, a magical cat in human form, who helps navigate love and relationships. 
After being single for nine years, can Dae Chung revive his dying love cells and find true love with his celebrity crush, Seo Rin? That is... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm baffled, Danielle. I have no idea. There's a lot to unpack there. Cat? That's great. I, not, I guess. That's not even the weirdest part about How the is cat. That not the weirdest part. How is a cat matchmaker dating guru not the. All right. Let's just get into this because I got to know what's going on. That's great. Okay. So I'll set the scene. Please. The first scene seems to have nothing to do with the rest of the show. I'm not even convinced that the the character that's in this first scene ever shows up again, though I could be wrong. Just be clear. Is this going to be a two-parter? Yes, I think it probably will because it's two episodes and I there's just no way that we're going to get through two episodes of this with so much nonsense. <laughs> okay. Okay, so setting the scene, the like I said, the the character that's presented at the very beginning of this is actually a cameo of a very famous act Korean actor. Okay. And he I don't think he ever shows up again in these two episodes. I could be wrong, he could show up in that second episode. It's been a long time since I watched that, and as I said, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he has nothing to do with the rest of the plot, is definitely not in the first episode. So the scene makes very little sense. I'm not entirely sure why it, why it's in here. So there's some scary music, and then you see this man with a gun. Uh-huh. And he's he's pointing it at the main character, at, at Ma Dae-chung, who's the guy that you just mentioned, the uh, unemployed single guy. So he's pointing it at him. You don't know that yet. You don't know who he is. So he's pointing the gun at this guy, and he says, I think I gave you enough chances. If you wanted to live so much, why did you do it? Is this going to be like a flashback to three days ago kind of thing? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh-oh. And then I'm he, already he, wrong. <laughs> he shoots the guy, and then the character wakes up, and it's a nightmare, and he oh. says something about how he's had this nightmare before. So it's a, it's a repeating nightmare. That I got my had. cliches mixed up. Yes. <laughs> it still doesn't make any sense, though, okay. later. So he's on a rooftop, this character, Ma Dae-chung. He's on a on a rooftop. He's sleeping on the rooftop. I'm a little okay. unclear if he lives in an apartment that's attached to the rooftop or genuinely just seems to live on the rooftop. <laughs> is there, like, a bedroom set up there, the mattress and everything, or is he just sort of camping on a rooftop? He's kind of... Um, he pays rent. He probably does have an apartment attached to it. Maybe we see it in the second episode, or I can't remember. But he... It's one of those tables that you can sit down on the ground at. It's like a really low-level uh-huh. table. And... It's up there, and he's basically lying on it asleep, and he's surrounded by food and drinks and, like, empty packets of stuff. Like, he basically lives on his patio, from what you can tell. (laughs) And there's no explanation given for this, like, I like the fresh air or anything like that? Nope, he just is hanging it on his rooftop. Great. Let's, Let's roll with it. Yeah, and then little words appear on the screen, kind of anime style almost. They have... It says that he's 27 years old, he's unemployed, he doesn't have any friends or girlfriend. This is a tell-don't-show kind of TV show. (laughs) And so that's that's what you get about his character. And he's like super asleep and trying to kind of, and just when he wakes up, he's all over the place and he's kind of gross and dirty and looks like he needs to take a shower. And like I said, all his food and drinks are, are surrounding him. Okay. So on the cat with him, or on the roof with him, is Uh-oh. a cat. Okay. 
<laughs> a cat named Navi. The love expert cat. Yeah, there's this. Well, this cat is just a regular cat at this point. It's just hanging out on the roof. I, I don't know if it's his cat or okay. just a local cat. <laughs> There's a lot going on, Danielle. You're going to hate this. (laughs) And the cat's just hanging out, and then it gets its attention is grabbed by this pink bubble that's floating through the air around the two of them. It's like a Glenda the Good Witch thing. Exactly, just like that. And as it's floating through the air, the pink bubble starts to talk. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And it's like, get yourself together. And the, that's what it says to the guy. Uh-huh. And the guy qu- the guy questions what it is. It's like, what are you, little bubble? <laughs> okay. And <laughs> this bubble has like a female voice. And it's like, I'm a love cell that was expelled from your body because you suck. <laughs> All right, Danielle, I'm going to just put this out there right now. I am just going to go along with all of this because I think if I try to question or make sense of any of this, it's going to take us four hours to even get through the first scene. So I'm just going to I'm just going to accept it all. Like I'm having a dream and just roll with this. So yeah, love cell, pink bubble, get your stuff together, live it on a roof. I'm here for it. It's good that you mentioned dreams because at this point, oh no. he just seems to be talking to the bubble and I was like... Is he not concerned that there's a talking bubble? Because he kind of just ignores it. He's like, whatever, bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard of your kind. You're unreliable, bubbles. And then what is one of the more violent things I've ever seen on TV? The cat jumps up and, and grabs the bubble and, uh-huh. like, rustles it to the ground. And then kind of off screen, or you can only kind of see the cat. You can't see the bubble. The cat eats the bubble, and the bubble is crying out in pain. <laughs> Uh, what the heck? I don't know. The first part is by far the weirdest part of this whole story, just so you know. Great. Okay. (laughs) I'm glad we're getting that out of the way early. So the cat then does this creepy, like, CGI smile at the screen. And then the cat suddenly disappears and a girl appears, like a human girl. Uh Uh-huh. And she's like, I was the cat. Now I'm a love expert. Right. Yeah, Basically. (laughs) I'm getting they're getting the hang of the show already. All right, cool. Like nobody knows why the cat suddenly turned into a girl. I assume because it ate the love cell bubble. They didn't teach you that in biology class. Yeah. Then you realize that the guy thinks this is all a dream, and that's why he hasn't been reacting. But that's like at the very end of the whole scene. You don't understand why he is so chill with everything up to this point. It's not a dream, and he at some point kind of realizes this. Like he, it's not specific when he just kind of starts to realize it's not a dream that his cat really did eat a love cell bubble and turned into a human when you say like that it doesn't sound (laughs) weird at all totally normal at this point the camera like shoots over to a neighbor that's doing some exercise outside of their apartment this neighbor does not play a major role i'm not entirely sure what the point of his character is in the show um especially in the first episode but you do see him kind of like glance over like he's sort of half watching what's going on and is a little confused as he would be. I would be. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she being the, the human cat, explains to um, Daechung that he's basically like, don't overthink this. You're thinking about it too hard. It just, that's just how it works. Like your cat ate me and now I'm a human love cell and I can turn into, back into a cat if I want to. Danielle, I want to get ahead of the curve a little bit here and just establish he doesn't end up like with the cat see i don't know because i can't remember how the second episode ends (laughs) oh no 
because we've talked about this before in other contexts about like if an animal turns into a human and dates a human, is that like okay or is that the same thing as like bestiality or some other weird thing? And I'm not entirely comfortable with the cat-human but to be fair, this is not just a cat that turned into a human randomly and still kind of has, like, things like a cat. This is a love cell from the man's own body <laughs> that was eaten by a cat and then uh, the cat turned into a human. And the human seems to have, like, the love cell exists. It helps it has helped other people in the world as a human girl, like, find their true loves. Now, you've been saying love cell a lot. What? Yeah, what I'm going to get to that. No, because I am going to get to that because okay, he good. also right. doesn't know what a love okay. cell is. All right. I just want to make sure there wasn't some lost in translation thing that I was supposed to understand or some, you know. No, great question. Right, but no, that's not been explained yet. The explanation doesn't make sense, but it does It does exist. <laughs> great. I can't wait. And so the neighbor kind of sees all this, but just goes back to exercising. Like, well, that's weird. And just keeps exercising. <laughs> Yeah, I like the neighbor. Great. Great he minds neighbor. his business. And so the love cell tells Daechung that he has to date. And if he doesn't date anybody within the month, that she'll die. Like as a love cell, she'll just die. She's one of many love cells in his body. And he's motivated by that? No, he doesn't care. He's like, okay, oh, well. Great. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like, you're a magic cat love cell hybrid that I didn't know existed. I'm suddenly invested in you. Yeah. That's exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't care at all. Good. And she explains that this is, I guess, maybe partly the explanation of a love cell. But she explains that there's three stages of a love cell. I'm not. I'm going to tell you that this three stages don't necessarily make sense. However, they exist. Okay. (laughs) Basically, like three stages to the death of a love cell or the existence of a love cell. So stage one is if you've broken up with somebody and you're in pain. And it can last up to a year after you've broken up with somebody and time just kind of passes and you're sort of in a daze and you don't realize how much time is passing. And then stage two is one to two years after you've broken up with somebody and you're more anxious and you become surly to those around you. I don't know why. That's just what stage two is. (laughs) So you're surly, but that's because of the love cell? That's a good question. I don't think it's because of the love cell. I think it's because like your love cells are dying because you're not feeling any kind of love emotion. Okay. So your love cells dying yeah. causes the symptom of surliness. Basically, because you're refusing to like get out of your shell and go love somebody else. So you've broken up. Should I explain up. teenagers why they're always surly? Yes, maybe. Maybe they're okay. constantly in stage two of love cell death. <laughs> well, they haven't dated anybody for presumably many years before that. That's true. It's possible. And then stage three is that your emotions dry up and you become numb and then you may lose the love emotion, quote unquote, and you become unable to love yourself and then you're unable to fully like love other people or live in the world and you basically die alone and sad. Danielle, speaking as a human being, <laughs> when you're not dating, that's when you love yourself the most. Right. This is true. But the, apparently your love <laughs> cells die. <laughs> okay. uh, all I'm saying is... No one, there's never more self-love than when you're currently in between relationships. And I guess if you have a strong sense of self and self-preservation, that's probably true. Some people rely on other people in relationships quite a lot. I like how you're purposely ignoring the subtext of my comment. 
And so those are the three stages of a love cell death, Sam. <laughs> okay, got it. The the death, not the life. Like, where do they come from? How are they born? They're just in your body. They're part of you. Love cells, it's like your whole body's filled with them. And then you have a bunch of them. And if they, they start to die off, then if you eventually end up with none of them, then you're not able to love anybody and you're alone and sad and die. There's like a white blood cell. And this is like an autoimmune <laughs> disease where you've lost all your white blood cells, only it's a love cell and you can't love anymore. That's exactly what this is. Great. I am on board. Makes perfect sense. I give it the scientific stamp of approval. Excellent. You're a resident scientific expert, so you would know. <laughs> don't, don't ever <laughs> put that on me. This is not how. I did warn you that this is possibly weird, too weird. Too weird for the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm loving this so far. We have four <laughs> minutes into the show, and it's already amazing. <laughs> so, day chewing is like... This is never going to work. Nobody's going to date me. He's like, I'm 27. I'm unemployed. I'm like super gross. And like, nobody's going to date me. I haven't dated anybody in nine years. At least he's self-aware. Yeah. And she's like, whatever. You're super good looking. And I've helped 99 people before you. And Wait, if I his love cell has helped 100, near 100 know. other people. I don't know if they like, I don't know. I don't know how love cells work. Maybe it's explained better in the webtoon. I, Are they STDs? Are they like, <laughs> transmitted from person to person? It's possible that, like, maybe it's reincarnation. Maybe they're, she's had 99 reincarnations before that. I don't know how they work, Sam. Okay, I don't know. I'm sorry. This is the part that I feel like I want to understand the most because it seems like a pretty pivotal part of the show is the concept of love cells and how they work. But I feel like I understand it the least. Like, the cat turning into the girl, I get more than this. Yeah, well, welcome to me and dragons in your last book. <laughs> okay. Touche. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. And maybe it's explained more in the second episode, or maybe I just missed the explanation, but it seems like they just exist. And somehow she's helped 99 other people. Okay, as great. a love she's maybe super she's a re like, maybe she is like an animated form of a love cell. So she came and like animated one of his love cells. That's a possibility. The show is not animated though, right? No, I meant animated as in like reanimation. Like, I, I got that. I just want to make or... <laughs> sure because I, I realized at the beginning we talked how this was a webtoon first and we didn't talk about whether or not this was no. an anime or a live action thing because imagining a cat eating this – you didn't mention the cat was CG when it smiled. Okay. All right. Yes. I'm just saying. So, I want to make sure it's clear because I'm trying yes. to picture this. This is all live action. Korean dramas on the whole are live action. That's probably an entirely other genre if it's an animated form. Got it. So the, the, here's the twist. Oh. So she's helped 99 people before him. And if she helps a hundredth person, she becomes a star in the sky. Oh, she earns her wings. Basically, she earns her wings. Don't ask me how humanized love cells turn into stars, but they do. Is this basically that John Travolta movie, Michael? Sure. Sure. You know, where he's an angel who's come yeah, down yeah, to yeah. Earth to get those people to love each other? Yeah, I think that's the one with What's-Her-Face sitting on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that Singer. one. What's-Her-Face. Yeah. <laughs> and Andy McDowell, isn't that her name? <laughs> I don't know. I just remember John Travolta in overalls looking really good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one where she sings her country song. And pie, pie, me oh my. Great. Anyway, all right. I remembered all the songs from that movie. You remembered... John Travolta, apparently. Well, I mean, who could forget John Travolta in a moment? <laughs> That's true. Anyway, <laughs> yes, it's the plot of Michael. <laughs> Along the way, he, like she, apparently, he apparently realizes she's not a dream, and he agrees that, yeah, I guess I am good looking, and if you've helped 99 people, maybe you can help me. That's a quick and, turnaround. Sure. 
Well, otherwise there'd be no plot. Fair. So she tells him that he has to fall in love with the person that he likes the most. Good start. And, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, the person that he likes the most is a celebrity he's never met. Oh, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so Rin. And she is just a super famous actress, basically. This is not like, <laughs> just because you have like a celebrity crush doesn't mean you, I know. all right. <laughs> Gotta go with it. I'm going with that. I'm going She's with a love cell. She can make this happen. Uh, well, yeah. lucky And him. he agrees with you. He's like, no way. That's literally impossible. <laughs> She's. Ne I'm never going to be able to meet her. We're never going to fall in love. It's like, it's a celebrity crush, as he said. I'm liking yeah. him better. He's the voice of reason, at least at the beginning. And she, she's just perpetually optimistic. She's like, no, we're absolutely doing this. It's going to be great. And then she asks him if he's bad at communicating with girls, if that's like one of the reasons why he hasn't had any relationships in the last nine years. And he denies it. He's like, no, I'm super good at talking to girls. <laughs> and then He's terrible. Yeah, he's he's got to be terrible. There's a flashback okay. and he just keeps like absolutely failing on multiple dates, one after the other after the other. Is he like talking about himself the whole time? Or is he just like... He's just very awkward. And then he is also very hypercritical. And so he like points out flaws in people that he oh, should no. voice. Like he's just, he's not the best human being at the beginning of this. <laughs> oh, ew, no. Okay, well, got it. He gets better. I would hope. Yeah. So she's trying to help him. So she, she brings out this set of items and like spreads them out on their little table out on their, their deck area, uh, the rooftop. And she brings mm. out a set of items, and it's a whole bunch of different things. Um, and they're just, like, normal things, like sunglasses and lotion and stuff. And she says that these the set of items contain her know-how, quote-unquote. Um, uh -huh. These are things that will somehow help him if he uses them in the right moment, but they can only be used once. Does that make sense? Great. I'm, I mean, yes, I played video games before. I know how this <laughs> exactly. works. Exactly. <laughs> And then there's this little noise off the on the on the screen, or it's like a noise, an audio noise. It's like a little detection noise, like woo. And then she realizes that somebody's coming. Like she real like her radar is oh, out. Okay, it's the Metal Gear Solid <laughs> you can spot in noise. <laughs> no. this, is this a video game? Are we sure? It is a little video game esque. Okay. And the landlady appears. I'm not entirely sure what the landlady has to do with anything, but she's quite the character. So the the lady or the Navi, the cat woman. <laughs> She hides. I don't know why she doesn't just turn mm -hmm. back into a cat. Maybe he's not supposed to have cats either. But she hides. Okay. And the landlady is like, you owe me three months back rent. I'm going to throw you out. There's a line of people who want to get in here. Like I, I Or on this roof. Yeah, I can't help my daughter out because you won't pay me. Like She just like lays it on su super thick. And be fair, this guy is unemployed and apparently hasn't paid his rent in three months. So I think she's actually being pretty generous. <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible, I gotta admit. And that's kind of the scene with her. So then it, this is kind of <laughs> where... Moving on. This is where the plot sort of, like, picks up and you're, like, following along actual... Like, there's a, a kind of a plot going on after this, now that we've established all of the crazy things in the story. That's good. It just picked up a lot faster than the last story we did. Yes. Oh, well, it's only two episodes, so... <laughs> they, gotta put, they gotta put it all in there. So, Navi, um, she takes him to a cafe... 
And it's like, okay, if the celebrity Sarin is not going to work, if that's somebody that you don't think you're ever going to be able to fall in love with, then let's find your ideal type. Like, let's find somebody. Okay. Choose somebody in this cafe, basically, is what she's like. I don't know if she means- So just find, like, the person you're most attracted to in this cafe. Yeah, I don't know if she means that literally, like, that's the person we're going to pursue, or if she means it, like, we'll find somebody like that. I don't know what- Like, get a template yeah, in here, I don't know or what her let's go and get that person. Exactly. It's a temp. I don't uh-huh. know if it's a template, or literally that's the person you're going to have to live with the rest of your life. Big choices, man. Right. And this is where you find that he has problems with, like, each and every single person, and they're, like, kind of offensive problems. <laughs> um, yeah? Yeah, he just, like, has all these opinions on on what people look like, or what they're doing, or this person has blonde hair, or this person has bowed legs, or whatever. Like, there's just a lot of, like, hypercritical nonsense. I like him less. Yeah, he has, like, a lot of opinions for somebody who's not much of a catch, to be fair. <laughs> So. I mean, that kind of goes hand in hand, I gotta say. I've known a lot of people who are like, why does somebody date? I'm a great catch. They're all awful people. I'm like, well, maybe because you're not so great. Right. So maybe this is partly him learning how to be a better human being. And then he admits that nobody can actually, like, be held up to Sauron. So there's just no way that he's going to find anybody better than his celebrity crush. <laughs> At least he's consistent. Yeah. And this is actually one of my favorite scenes in the entire first episode is that he's he's like waxing poetic. He's like, just nobody can hold up to Sauron. She's just the best person in the whole world. And then the scene switches over to Sauron and she's in a van like a, one of those vans with the dark tinted windows that celebrities drive in. And she is like devouring chicken feet. <laughs> she has her gloves on because they're like super saucy and they're just like all over her face and she's just like eating them and it's a great moment that's i mean i like her better for that yeah she's a great character and her road manager opens the door to the van to like come and get her out of it and he's like what is wrong with you you're such a terror like if you keep eating chicken feet like that and somebody sees it you're just like nobody's gonna like you (laughs) anymore I would, I would. I'm all about you. Know, live your best life, Sorin. Yeah, and she, she doesn't have it. She's like, get out of here, and she chases him out of the van and shuts the door and continues eating her chicken feet. <laughs> She's by far the best character we've met so far. Yeah, I like her a lot. Then it flashes back to the to the love cell and to Daechung, and he's and she's like, with my powers and these items that I have, we can totally win, Sorin. Like we're gonna we're gonna do it. And so, I appreciate the hustle. Yeah. So then, I guess the first step to his his learning, she tosses him a dating guide. It's like a workbook. <laughs> Like a school children's workbook. Yeah, it's basically what it is. Uh And it's all these like super stereotypical questions in the workbook that they have to act out. Like what to say if your girlfriend asks if she looks fat. Like they're really, they're really stereotypical. (laughs) Daniela, is this a super sexist show overall or is it trying to like front load that as a joke? I think it's partly the humor of it. Again, okay. can't remember the second episode, but I mean, he's kind of a jerk and Soren's kind of amazing. So I would argue that this is, you know, you go Soren. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? That's a fair yeah. point. But I think some of like the aspects of dating in most cultures actually are kind of vaguely sexist and some girls do ask if they look fat in clothes. So I guess that's... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You know what? Fair enough. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be so quick to to judge yeah. the show. And so it says, "What to say if your girlfriend asks if she looks fat?" And then apparently the answer to this is, uh, "Gochi gets wrong initially, but eventually learns it." Is that he's supposed to deny it, of course, 
and then change yeah. the topic, but not change the topic, obviously, just like casually change the topic to something that she's interested in that she doesn't realize you're changing the topic to so that you're no longer on that topic, which to be fair, there's that's a no win topic. You're never going to win that discussion. So it probably is going to change say, the topic. I'm getting turned around on that. Piece. She's got some great <laughs> like, advice. Just, try, like, just let it go. Just <laughs> pick something else and run Move with it. On. So, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the worst advice, I guess. So, Navi, sorry, I'm trying to read my notes here. <laughs> Very confusing. I've had that problem. <laughs> oh, okay. So, what happens is that then he he had just complained about how he like didn't look the part, how he wasn't going to be able to to win So Rin, and she holds up one of her products, one of the the items that she had, and he, she's like, "Use this." And you'll totally look a thousand times better. So this is where the show goes a little crazy. And I wish that as I wish. That, what did she hold up? Um, it's like a it's a lotion, I think. Okay, so use a lotion to look better. Yeah, it's Got like it. a magic lotion, though. Because it could have been the sunglasses. I don't yeah, know. No, it would help because it would cover half his face. But no, it's like this <laughs> magical lotion. And so. The show goes a little crazy, and I wish that this wasn't an audio medium because it's not, it's nuts. It actually switches over to this like late night TV ad. Uh huh. And it's this guy with his bleached blonde hair. He's always, well, not always, but usually has like a, a tank top on. And uh, it says God all over it, like God, 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 like a thousand so, like, times. This guy was. You know him? No, he's just, he's literally just like the host of this late night TV. He said usually has a tank top on. He like comes in multiple times. There's a okay. commercial multiple times in this episode. But this is the first of the commercials. It's just a random late night TV ad placement that flashes across the screen. And he's this guy in this tank top who says God all yep. over it. And he's describing the product that she just told Daechung Do to use. So he's uh -huh. describing it like it's an ad for the product. He's infomercial in it. And a little explanation flashes on the screen that says, um, MC God, uh, introducer of products, Iceman. <laughs> That's what his, I guess what his name is. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah, a great name. He's great. So he's got sunglasses on and his bleach blonde hair and he's, and he's got kind of this like, this great vibe where he's just like super into it. He says yo a lot. He's just like <laughs> And he, he holds up the product, the lotion. He's like, Don't like your oily face. If you put this cream on, your face will shine like the sun. <laughs> and he's like, Sunny cream changes a pathetic face into a beautiful one. And he kinda like How do I get that? <laughs> wow. He it out. He like puts it on his face and he's like showing off and like, How amazing am I? So he's like, put this on and woman will instantly fall for you. <laughs> And I'm sold. Yeah, I know. It, actually, the ads are fantastic. By far one of my favorite parts of the whole show. Uh-huh. And so Navi rubs the cream onto Daeching's face in real life and pushes him towards a crowd of people. And they're just like, kind of like magically a different place. I don't know if they walked there or just magically appeared there, but she pushes into a crowd of people and they're fans waiting for Sorin to get out of her van. Oh, so she finds out where Sorin is and gets him there somehow. Yes, because she's a love Got expert. It. Well, she's something. Yes. <laughs> so Sorin pulls up in her van, and Daechung is like awestruck as she walks to the crowd. He's like, oh my gosh, it's my crush, and she's amazing, and I love her, and all the fans are going crazy. And she notices him out of this whole crowd of people because his face is like glowing. <laughs> it's like a glow like is surrounding radiating his. Radiating yeah. light? 
It basically okay. is. Like it's just, and it's not in a way that I don't think she's supposed to go. Oh my God, he's he's radiating light. That's really concerning. That's not what it is. Oh, it's supposed that'd be to my be first like, a, like, is he radioactive or something? <laughs> you know, I think it's supposed to be like symbolic. Like, oh, he's okay. like, I'm really paying attention to this guy, and I noticed this guy, and so she notices him kind of in passing, and he's like, oh my gosh, she's looking at me, and then they follow them into the building. I don't know how they get into the building. Maybe it's just a public building, or I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the, the late one of the labels or something. Not important. Right. So Soren and her manager and like an assistant, I think, that there's three of them. They walk into the building with bags of gifts from the fans because the fans all handed them gifts and they take them. And so they have the assistant just has her hands like full of gifts and so does the manager. And then as they're walking up the stairs, one of them trips with all the packages. Oh, no. And yeah, it delays them. And Soren, I don't think she notices because she, she keeps walking up. Well, she's not rude. She just like keeps 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 going. And so yeah. she's off by herself. So she gets ahead of the of the crowd because the they're all trying to get the packages back up. And Navi like, like stops and is like, I'll help them with the packages. You go to Soren and like go introduce yourself somehow. You know, this is your opportunity. She's alone. So he's going to go introduce himself to the celebrity without his wing person. Yes. His wing cat. Basically. And so okay. I don't know what her – he doesn't even really know what he's doing. He's not like – he doesn't feel super confident that this is going to go well. You can tell by the way he's acting. But uh, – I mean, I don't blame him. This is a, a, kind of a crazy situation. Yeah, exactly. So he's, she's in a room with a bunch of like the, some of the gifts that she had been holding on to. And he steps into the room and he's still glowing. So when she looks up, she's all like, oh, that was the guy that was downstairs. You know, he's very attractive. <laughs> sure. And at the same time that he comes into the room, she is opening up one of her gifts. And it's a squid, like a dried squid, which they eat. It's a dried squid. Right. I, okay. I'm familiar like, with the concept. Yeah. It's a full, like a full squid. So she opens up the package. She sees the squid and then she just like faints. <laughs> there's a, there's a okay. reason. I'm not going to tell you the reason yet, but she just faints. She faints from the squid. And I was like, why is she like, did she not like that it was a squid? Is she afraid of squids? Why did she faint when she saw a squid? And to me, it's not super clear that it's a squid. When you look at the package, it's just kind of like half seen on screen. It just falls over. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and so he picks her up and carries her back down to the manager and everybody. And is like, you got to take her to the hospital. She just fainted. <laughs> that is concerning. Yeah. And then it flashes to the hospital. He didn't go with them. Which makes sense because why would why he? Why would he? <laughs> Which I was glad to see because usually they would go with them just for plot value. And so if Hasha's hospital, she's in a hospital bed. And it turns out she has like a squid allergy. <laughs> and the sight of squid makes her faint? I don't know if she was just afraid it was just an allergic reaction or if that was literally the allergic reaction was her <laughs> fainting from the sight of squid. <laughs> Smell I of really it. hope I don't it's know. a ladder because that's amazing. The fainting squid allergy. Yeah, and they took it very seriously. She's like in a hospital gown. She has her own room. She's got flowers. Like there's presents. Like she's she's in the hospital for the squid allergy. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, and she's committed to it, and she seems to feel totally fine. Like she's up and about and opening her presents and just you know hanging out in the hospital with her managers or whatever. And so Daeching is back home at this point. See, they show her in the hospital and then he's back at his house on his rooftop. And he sees the neighbor that we saw earlier that was exercising outside of – he was doing martial arts outside of his apartment. 
So he see, he sees the neighbor fighting with his girlfriend or assumed girlfriend. They have some kind of romantic entanglement together. So they're fighting. And Navi <laughs> explains <laughs> the dumbest stuff. Navi Uh-oh. explains <laughs> that his the boyfriend's about to use, the neighbor is about to use the touch method, quote unquote. And what that is, uh... <laughs> not as bad as it sounds. Okay. It's a very PG show. It's basically finding the right time to naturally touch the other person to comfort them during an argument or when they're upset. You have to do it with true intention or it doesn't work, but it's like, uh-huh. it's, it's, but it's knowingly like being like, this is the perfect time to touch this person and this will calm down the argument. It's like, maybe this that would work. sounds <laughs> a lot like those pickup artist seminars <laughs> a that are super awful. <laughs> And terrible advice. There's you know, not like, a- oh, you gotta, if she tells him to neg the celebrity, <laughs> I'm leaving. No, there's not a whole lot of advice in this. Most of it is just them getting into antics and like having to meet Sorin multiple times. Okay. Yeah. Great. But he doesn't understand this concept. He's like, comforting people. Like, how would you ever do that? I don't understand what? why you like, he's really bad. He's really bad at dating, Sam. Oh, no. I mean, it's not bad at dating. It's bad at being a human being. He doesn't have any friends. That was established at the beginning. He's unemployed. He has no friends, no family history. Has he never met another person? Has he never had any kind of social connection? I don't not. I mean, he's apparently dated nine years ago, but I don't know how long he is with that person. Okay. Yeah. Great. He's, He's re- awful, doesn't know about empathy or how human beings feel. Great. He's antisocial. I, like, I, he might just have issues, like, with dealing with other people. And somebody has to teach him how to, like, be a human being. <laughs> I think he's just, like, really shy and awkward and doesn't make good decisions. <laughs> Great. To my dating life, too, sometimes. <laughs> so he explains that she... Is kind of like annoyed that he doesn't understand the concept of comforting other people. Legitimately, uh, yeah. And then when she gets <laughs> when she gets annoyed, he tries it out on her. He like touches her <laughs> face or shoulder or something, and it's like they're there, like you're gonna be fine. And then she's kind of like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so he, he doesn't understand the concept. Tries it on her, and she's put off by it. She is, but only because just like seconds ago he didn't understand it. Maybe she okay. likes him. I don't know. I don't know where the plot's going. Sam. Oh god, I really, I really don't want him to end up with the cat. That that it's seems not so really wrong. a cat. It's like the, it's a humanized Danielle, love cell. Where it, it's it it's something weird, Danielle. It feels icky. <laughs> this is like the dragon relationship. It feels <laughs> off. Like, it's not necessarily inherently wrong, but it feels just a little off. It's okay. She's, he's got Sorin. He's probably fine. Who I think is entirely human, as far as I know. <laughs> sure. Okay. Great. The scene switches back to Sorin. She's in a hospital and she's requesting chicken feet from somebody on the phone. Yep. Sure. She's addicted to chicken feet. We've all yeah, been there. I, I don't know if it's her manager or what. She's just like, I, maybe I missed that part. She's just like demanding that they bring her some chicken feet to the hospital. Well, we all know the jokes about hospital food, but right. a bump. And then she gets a phone call from a character. Named Ji Woon, Chon, Chon Ji Woon, I think. And it's kind of unclear exactly what their relationship is. They've known each other a long time. I think they, they grew like up together in the celebrity world. They, before they debuted and everything, they were 
friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I wouldn't say have an on again, off again relationship, but they kind of have like a nebulous relationship of like who's interested in who they don't know. And Jiwon calls because he's supposedly worried about her because he heard that she was in the hospital. And she gets kind of annoyed that he's on the phone and tosses it off to, to one of the delivery package workers. And it's like, so answer her the friend phone for calls me. because he's concerned about her. And she's like, stop bothering me, loser. A little bit. Yeah. That's awful. I, <laughs> Just I a liked little bit. I know, uh, but she it's not so much that. It's just she I think it's because she's confused about their relationship and so she's like kind of annoyed that he's calling because she doesn't want to deal with the fact that ah. they don't. That's it's a very confusing relationship. I'm not entirely sure what's going on between them. Okay, good. Neither do I. <laughs> and they mentioned something about like they're afraid of a scandal, so that's why they're not together or something. It's a little unclear, but there's something going on there. That's like proof that there's something going on and he supposedly he bought her a present and it's like a teddy bear that's what she ended up getting from him and he's also as i said he's also famous he's uh was a, a cele- he's a celebrity as well and they kind of grew up together in the celebrity world okay so daechun gets a phone call and it's soren's manager calling to thank him for saving her and inviting her from the dry from squid, the dried squid allergy, allergy. And yeah. invites him to her birthday party that she's having in the near future. Is what? Just as like a like come to this really big celebrity party that we're having. Thank you so much okay. for saving your life. Like it's not because like, you know it's not a personal invitation so much as just like you're one of a hundred people that are going to be there. All right, all right, I was about to say that's a quite a thing to go from. You know, a good Samaritan, great, that you recognize, but I wouldn't go to, you know, immediately inviting them to my birthday party. Yeah, but it's kind of a public birthday party. It's at a pool. There's, like, tons of food. There's a DJ. There's lots of people. I think it's just it. it's just one of those, like, big things. So he goes – the next scene's at the birthday party. So he goes there, like, because that's big pool. Everybody's in their pool gear. There's, uh, like, cake and a DJ and all this kind of stuff. And he oversees – Daechung oversees Soren and Ji Woon, the guy who had called her on the phone – he oversees mm-hmm. them, like, declaring their love for each other. They're in this little room together. But he does because <laughs> classic, he doesn't realize it's actually a scene that Ji Woon was workshopping and chose <laughs> Sorin to, like, practice the scene with him. Classic <laughs> sitcom misunderstanding. So he, like, walks off, Daechun walks off, and it's like, oh, they love each other. I'm never going to be able to, you know get her as a girlfriend and then they step apart from each other and you realize it was just a scene that they were workshopping for whatever reason so ren gets like kind of upset about it she's like why do you always just pick me to be an acting partner i don't want to act these scenes out with you like i can't tell if she has feelings for him but he didn't return them at one point or whatever like maybe missed timing or something it's a little confusing like i said but the next scene (laughs) The scene is so dumb. This is like the least sciencey part of this whole thing, Sam. <laughs> That's quite impressive. I know. So the next scene, he takes her. He take he being Ji Woon takes So Rin to a room that had previously been filled with all of these balloons, and there's like cake. It's all dark, like the lights are off. But what you birthday party? Sure. Yeah, but like a private like thing like he had he personally had filled the room with balloons and cake like a little personal birthday thing but you what you what they don't know is that like a few minutes earlier navi and daechung had gone in and popped a bunch of the balloons because they're like trying to ruin his big moment with her so he they pop a bunch of the balloons and when the actors come in and he tries to give sorin a cake with a candle on it and he goes to sing happy birthday because they had popped all the balloons, 
then their voices start to get really high from the helium. Oh, no. And this room is quite big, and the balloons were all over the floor, so they're not filled with helium. (laughs) (laughs) So they're floor balloons, and they popped, and that magically filled this room with helium. Yeah, so their voices just get higher and higher, and they're just like, he's trying to sing happy birthday, and then he gets like really upset, and she starts to lose it. She thinks it's hysterical. She's like laughing. (laughs) I mean, if this happened in real life, it'd be hilarious. Also, they would asphyxiate. I know, it's great. And the room's like not, it's not a small room. It's not closed off. It's not like there was, they popped 6,000 balloons in there. It was like they popped a dozen balloons and hid under a table to watch it all, like, (laughs) play out and somehow it makes it so their voices go high i'm kind of okay with this because it sounds amazing like i'm willing to suspend disbelief for some hilarious antics it's a good scene and like soren's reaction to it's really funny she's just like laughing and i love that she's not mad about it she just thinks it's really funny and he's i'm back on team soren again yes and so uh eventually the actor turns on the light because the lights were off so he could do the cake with the candle and everything so the actor turns on the light and sees the destruction of all the balloons and is like really angry about it and for some reason thinks that maybe the perpetrators are like still in the room so he's searching the room and you kind of have the drama of whether or not he's going to find the two of them hiding under the table still because that's where they went Uh after they popped them but he does not find them but switches back to the pool party. So Rin left. She's like, okay, thanks for the cake. That was good times. Like, I'm going to go back to my party. Songs. Yeah. Like, whatever, dude. So I think he has feelings for her. Obviously, he, like, set up this whole intimate birthday thing. But she's kind of not having it or over it. Or I don't know. Oh, it's all very confusing. It is. Confusing to me. And I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't he have a love cell cat person thing to help guide him? Maybe because he's in love and actively trying to, like supposedly pursue this woman uh so the love cells only care about helping the people who are the most pathetic yeah like the this woman navi she's she's trying to help them out so that they don't all die <laughs> i guess it seems like you're you're backing a losing horse there like you should be if i had a choice of the love side like i'm gonna help the guy who has the best chance that means we're gonna guarantee a, a successful relationship yeah, and be healthy i think the idea is that that person's gonna be successful no matter what probably or ah. if, if they're not later then they could step in but if like okay. if they're not successful for nine years then like the love cells have to come out and do some work okay i guess <laughs> that's that's my thought so it's back to the pool party and navi pulls out a cologne bottle one of her products uh-oh. And the ad comes back on the screen. Oh, God, I forgot about <laughs> They're so I good. forget about the ad. It's so good. So it's the guy, same guy, and he's like... He, MC God. Yeah, MC, ice MC something? God. Um, Iceman. Iceman. Yeah, and he's like, cool guy cologne, just squirt it here and there and down your pants. Like, he's like, oh, and down here. And he, like, turns away from the camera and, like, squirts it down his pants. This is Axe body spray, isn't it? <laughs> Basically. Ugh. He's like, do this and the woman will just melt. And then the, my, my favorite tagline was, the fragrance you can feel without needing to touch it. <laughs> do you ever touch a fragrance? I'm very confused. That looks so good. <laughs> I've touched so many fragrances in my day. Yeah. I forget. <laughs> the fragrance you can feel without needing to touch it. Uh, now, I gotta ask, how much of this is just translation stuff, and how much of it just is legitimately nonsense? Okay, this is, like, these scenes, if you saw them, are legitimately nonsense. It's super okay. over the top. Like, he's really dramatic about it. They're, they're quality. I highly recommend <laughs> watching them, even if you watch nothing else in this episode. Finding these ads is 100% worth your time. Great. 
And I don't know so much as what the translation, how much of it is just extra funny, but it, it I really do think that he's saying something very similar to this because it's so over the top. Sounds good to me. Yeah. And so Navi sprays it on Daejung, expressing that sense important and it's something that women remember. And so therefore you should use this cologne that I have. Magic cologne. Is this the last advertisement in this episode? Um, No, I think there's at least... Oh, I think Yeah, I think there's more. I could be wrong, but I think there's more. And so... Daechung kind of like she Navi kind of like pushes him towards towards her and Soren notices the smell and realizes it's the guy who saved her. And the glowy face guy. Yeah, this is the first time that she's run into him since he saved her. And the actor that was with her earlier, Ji Woon, he notices them talking across the pool and gets all jealous and butthurt about it because not that he has any claim at all on this woman. <laughs> No, of course not. So he, like, comes across to, like, start a fight, basically. He's kind of being a, a little bit of a jerk about it. And he comes across to, like, do that, and Sovereign gets mad about it. And then I think the manager of Jiwoon is is the DJ, or he's somehow related to, to Jiwoon, the DJ is. And the DJ kind of interrupts the scene as they're kind of arguing to get everybody dancing, hoping that it'll, like, calm the the anger down. <laughs> That's sure. Yeah. So he kind of saves his bacon there a little bit. And then Navi walks by and pushes Sorin into the pool. <laughs> she just on like shoves her into the pool. <laughs> wow. I know. And then like a cat pushing a glass off a table. Exactly like that. And then uh, Dae Chung, she also pushes him into the pool. <laughs> She's like, you guys figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I like her thought process. Like if I put them in a pool together, they must fall in love. Yes. Well, you know what? I think it might work. I don't know how it ends, but I'm, I'm feeling good about it. So Rin actually ends up rescuing Daechung because Daechung can't swim. <laughs> That's great. That's a great reversal of the classic trope. It is. It's good. And then she gives him mouth to mouth. As one does. But And then I've noticed in a lot of Asian dramas in general, mouth to mouth is considered like kissing. It's not considered mouth to mouth, even though they're like completely They're very different. You're like (laughs) pounding on the person's chest. You're doing like breaking ribs when you're doing chest compressions. But they rarely do the chest compressions. It's usually just some kind of like, and sometimes they're not really even breathing into the other person's mouth so much as just like kissing kissing them. them. (laughs) Magic kisses. They got to take one of those, you know, lifeguard training courses. They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) It's great. And so <laughs> she gives him mouth to mouth. And then the actor, Jiwoon, gets like super jealous about that. Like, how dare you give him mouth to mouth when he's drowning in a pool? How dare you give him very poorly executed mouth to mouth? Yeah, it's it's something. So the next scene, so the actor is getting like progressively more jealous, as we've noticed. Yep. And so the next scene, he's asked her out to dinner. So run out to dinner. And so Ren's like sitting at the table doing that dreamy expression. And she's thinking about the kiss that she had with. You mean the mouth to mouth kiss? <laughs> the mouth to mouth kiss that she had with him. They make it seem very romantic. I, it's not. Yeah, definitely not. So they're alone in this restaurant and you kind of flash to the the door where you see that they're stopping people from coming in, the staff. So they basically like rented out the restaurant for the night or he did, the, the actor did. But Navi and, and Daejung show up to ruin their, their date, I guess. And Navi wow, like... Wow, that's not cool, bro. <laughs> no, it is great. It's actually very cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interfering with other people's romantic lives yeah. is super cool. Well, okay, but the love cell's going to die. This is life or death, Sam. <laughs> okay, life or death. <laughs> I forgot the love cell cat thing is going to die, which will be a tremendous loss to the world. 
Yes, it's vitally important. Well, if she died, if they all die, if all the love cells die, and it's it's expressed that she's one of the last remaining love cells, like if all the love cells die, then he's never going to fall in love and he's going to die alone and sad, apparently. Yeah, but who he cares? has no self-love. He has no ability to self-love if all the love cells die. Danielle, why do I care about this person? Because <laughs> he's the protagonist. Why did I like why do you care about anybody in a in a plot <laughs> because generally they have some redeeming qualities you like about them he's trying he really is trying his his best okay. at i don't i don't know it's, okay all right all right, all right. It's like an hour long episode and we're like probably only 25 minutes into it like i, I don't have a lot of <laughs> don't worry it's actually i've got a few more betas we're good <laughs> <laughs> You scared me. How is this like less than halfway through? Yeah, it's like halfway through this the, the story. So I don't have a lot of backstory on this Day Chun guy. I, maybe he'd be better if he had dated in the last nine years, or you know, all right, he all got right. a job. I don't know why he doesn't have any of these things. Hopefully, this is the it, the event that helps him change his life around and make him a better person. Let's hope. Yeah, and so they show up at the at the restaurant, and then Navi like she. Basically, karate chops this guy that's guarding the door in the neck, <laughs> and he, like, passes out. <laughs> he does, like, an Austin Powers judo chop. Yeah, it's great. And he, they sneak Daejung into the date, basically, into the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm, you turn me around. I turn into a heist. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. It gets nuts, though, too. There's another ad coming up, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Soren asks, uh, goes to the table. Soren asks uh, why Jiwoon been acting so differently and why he was so jealous and petty at the party. Um, maybe that he has stronger emotions than he used to. And while this is kind of going on, Navi impersonates a, a waitress. Mm -hmm. And she comes over to the table and she basically does a like, look over there kind of thing. <laughs> and they, they turn and look and she sneaks. This is the craziest thing. She sneaks beneath the table. They don't even notice that. They don't notice it. Okay. I guess the table's kind of big, so she's like in between the two of them under the table. Okay. <laughs> this, is so, this is so weird. And she runs the back of her hand up Sorin's ankle to like make the it- foot? Yeah, like the, like he's doing it so that she that so uh. Sorin thinks that Jiwoon is like running his foot up her ankle. So she does it like once, and then they've ruined the food on the date. So the food gets delivered, and they're trying to eat the food, and they're like, this food is much too salty, you know? It's, mm -hmm. And she complains. So Ren gets some backstory, which is very exciting. So now during we get this, Now we get some backstory. It's like the first time we've really sat down with So Ren, to be fair. We sat down with her under a table. I sat down with her under a table, yes. Okay. <laughs> no, just, I mean sat down with her like for any length of time in the TV show. This is the first time we've spent more than like two minutes with her. Very exciting. Yes. Soren gives this backstory about how she doesn't really like fancy places because so when the food's too salty, she's like, I knew this was going to be a problem. We should have gone and just had chicken feet and like hung out somewhere cool and why are we here? And like she talks about how she doesn't really like fancy places, but she likes hanging out with with Jiwoon, the other actor, mm -hmm. um, like they used to when they were just starting out. So she that's why one of the reasons she really likes eating chicken feet and soju, which is an alcoholic beverage. Um, and that's one of the things that she likes to do and why she's so attracted to that food is because um, it, it reminds her, her of, of the good old days yeah. like, of growing up and, and being a newly new starlet, you know. And yeah, Jiwoon is like, yeah, we were younger and, and didn't mind the inconvenience of, you know, eating at these cheap places and all of that. And she's like, it was never an inconvenience to me. It's just a really good memory. 
And Aww. then, yeah, it's it's just kind of a nice moment, and you get some backstory on Soren. But then Navi, like, keeps touching her leg. What? <laughs> Navi under the table. She I keeps touching that. her leg. <laughs> okay. And, and then Soren thinks it's Jiwoon, and is like, you're such a pervert. <laughs> like, between this and the present at the hospital, I know that you want something. Doesn't he, though? Yeah, he does. But that's it's, none of this is really, like, his fault. And, I mean, it was. Being jealous at the party was 100% his fault. But he's not doing the leg thing, to be no, fair. I got that. <laughs> yeah. So he denies knowing what she's talking about. Like, she's like, he's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And he's just like, don't, don't leave. Because she kind of is, like, starting to get up to get out of the... She's just, like, mad about it. He's like, stay just a few minutes. I just, I just need a few minutes of your time. I just want to talk to you. And then he walks over to the piano that's apparently in this restaurant. Oh, and no. And he goes to play a song. And Navi, like, underneath the table, she panics. And she's like, oh, my gosh, this song's totally going to win Soren over. She's going to be, you know, inspired by his great playing and realize that he loves her. And it's going to be – I'm never going to be able to get Daechung in there. <laughs> right. So far, so typical. Yeah. So Navi pulls out a bottle. And inside of the bottle is a little bean. <laughs> It's like a small glass bottle with a bean in it. You want the bean inside, basically. And then a TV ad pops up on the screen. Oh, back to those again. Great. <laughs> yeah. It's the guy, and he's like, yo! And he says it for a really long time with like 12,000 yo's. <laughs> yo! <laughs> he's like, when two people eat the bean that's inside of this, they begin to copy each other. Copy beans. <laughs> copy beans. And he says cop- copy beans like 20 times. Like, copy, copy, copy beans, copy beans. <laughs> is, is the name of this whole thing just based on the pun of coffee bean? <laughs> I, I don't know, I guess. Copy beans. <laughs> copy beans. It's, it's great. So... Daechung eats half of the bean, and then they toss the other half across the room, and it lands in Jiwoon's champagne, which he drinks right before he plays the piano. Oh, it like no. dissolves. It dissolves in his drink, and he like takes his, takes a drink of it. And now I guess he's going to end up copying Daechung. How does and it know which person is copying whom? Whoever eats the bean first. I don't know. It's not. It's not explained. <laughs> Sam, is Look, that if your I'm going to be buying point? these products, I'm going to be calling up this crazy god ice man thing <laughs> and ordering this copy bean. I want to <laughs> know how it works. All right. Maybe there are instructions in the bottle, and we just weren't privy to that to that knowledge. And uh, maybe what's her name? Navi already knows. Maybe she already knows how to like how the beans work. So she's not just like just she's like take half the bean, Daejung. Just take it. Has <laughs> ever explained how a a cell has possessions? No, she's a magical being. She's like she turns into a star later. She can literally do anything she wants. I thought there were cells. I mean, originally they're like. It organic. All right, I kind of let this go. You do. Like, there's just no way to explain this in a way that's going to make sense. Okay. All right. All right. I'm sorry. She has yeah. a bean. We don't know how it works, but apparently she does. Yes, and he eats half the bean. Uh, Jiwoon eats the other half of the bean, and then Day Day Chung, of course, goes a little bit crazy with all of his uh, motions. So he's like Jiwoon sitting down at the piano about to play, and. Jiwoon starts like freaking out because he's he can't control his hands. He keeps playing like different melodies on it, ruining the song, and then he starts to like break into some dance <laughs> that I think is probably some dance from one of the songs because a lot of songs have like dances attached to them. Uh huh. So the music changes, and suddenly he's doing like this choreographed dance number, which is great. It's my favorite part. <laughs> of uh, the I thought the commercial was your favorite part. No, I'm talking about of the dining scene. It's my oh, favorite okay. part. 
because he breaks into a choreographed dance routine, and he Jiwoon can't prevent it, and he can't speak, so there's no way for him to be like, I don't know what's happening. So someone gets really horrifying. mad. That's horrifying. I mean, it would be. In real life, you'd be, like, freaking out. That would be the most terrifying thing, to lose complete control of your body. Like, like it's like locked-in syndrome. But someone else is controlling you? That's horrifying. But with dance routines and weird piano numbers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. It only lasts for a certain amount of time, though, so don't worry. He's fine in a few minutes. Great. Um, I think so, the trauma's going to last a lifetime. <laughs> yes, it might. And so Ren gets, like, really upset because she's like, dude, like, stop messing around. And he can't explain it, so he's just, like, sitting there, like, you know, freaking out. And it's not like he's having any kind of medical issues, so she's not that concerned about it. She's just like, you're being ridiculous right now. I'm leaving. So she's really mad about it and leaves. They ruined their nice date. I, well, that was the whole point of karate chopping the person earlier and coming into the <laughs> <Right>. restaurant, Sam. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mission accomplished. Heist Mission done. Mission accomplished. Exactly. And she says she's going home. So she walks out and then Dae Chung like basically runs outside and meets her accidentally. Oh, thanks for running to you here. Storming out of a date that was ruined somehow. Yeah. It's like she's calling for her ride to her manager to come pick her up at the at the restaurant. And then she runs into Dae Chung and is like, never mind. Like, I'll hang out with him. So she asks Dae Chung if he wants to go get some chicken feet and soju with her. I mean, that sounds like a great date to me. I know. And they go and he she takes him to her favorite place that she had when she was younger. She tells him that it was her favorite place. And she talks him into eating the chicken feet, which apparently he'd never tried before. And he was like kind of averse to. (laughs) But he does it. And then Sorin ends up getting drunk while she's there. (laughs) And she tells him that she's like really tired of work and people thinking that she's a machine and she as she's like complaining and you know kind of just going on about how hard life is people around the in the restaurant the patrons kind of rec- start to recognize her cuz she's quite famous uh-huh. <laughs> which is kind of like flirting with Dae Chung of course and so she starts to get recognized by patrons and then he ends up protecting her from a drunk fan who's like oh, I'm going to go over there and like it's definitely her I'm going to go you know say hi to her and get her autograph or whatever and so he protects her from the drunk fan and runs off with her Aww. and they do this great like montage sequence <laughs> where they go to do karaoke and they're like super happy and they're holding hands and they're like running off down the street together and there's like a dance sequence for some reason <laughs> <laughs> all right all right yeah. sure makes as much sense as anything else it goes on for several minutes they're clearly having a great time together and then they're like on a bench or something i think towards the end of the montage and they start to talk and she says it was nice to have such a free day and he seems so special, and he's super nervous, I think, because he doesn't feel special, because all of the stuff that makes him special are these, like, little tricks that Navi has been using. Yeah, you know? kinda. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of the moral of the story. And she's like, no, seriously, you showed up just when I needed you, you're amazing, like, you've, you know, you've been awesome the last couple of days, I guess, they haven't known each other long, and so he's kind of nervous, and I assume a little guilty about that. And then... <laughs> Navi is like hanging out behind them. She's like behind some bushes in the park and she's like listening in on their conversation. Creepy. I know. So she picks up this guitar that just magically appears. I don't know where she gets it from. Maybe it's with all her other magic tricks that appear out of nowhere. So she gives him a guitar and she gives him a pick. And then there's another ad on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think you're going to need to tweet like a link. Uh, to the video of these 
If you can find it. Yeah, if I can find it on YouTube or something, I will definitely do that. So this ad comes on screen, and the guy is like, honky-tonky, honky-tonky pick. Anyone can turn into a superstar. Music is the greatest gift for someone you love. I need that. Wow, that's something that's really worth a lot of money. And so Rin, bless her, she's like, where did you get the guitar? (laughs) He just brushes it off. He's like, oh, it just appeared. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) She's a little drunk. I guess she'll go with it. She does. She totally is like, okay. And he sings and plays the guitar for her. And of course, he's, you know, really good at it because he has the honky-tonky pick. And there's some flashbacks of stuff that happened in the episode. And again, it's a reminder. It's the only, it's, it's one episode. So the flashbacks are stuff that happened in the like last, five like, 40 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and K-dramas, Korean dramas are well known for doing flashbacks of stuff that happened in the same episode. But this is, like, really hardcore. <laughs> You're like, well, okay, I needed a flashback to the karaoke scene 30 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Our, our poor adult memories are, are not very good. Or maybe we're not paying that much attention. The show's got <laughs> your back, Danielle. <laughs> it does. And I'm, and I'm here for it. That's like the end of that scene and the end of that night. And it just jumps ahead to the next day. And the actors, the G-Woon's manager is uh, appears. You see him, like, walking up the road. He sees the neighbor who's doing the martial arts, and he's looking for Daechung's house. And then it flashes to a news article about Dorin secretly dating somebody. So somehow uh, that, that got leaked. Photos, um, paparazzi. He, yeah, there's photos, and, like, his face is blurred out, but there are photos. And... I don't think he ever finds – he's supposed to, like, find him and kind of get the lowdown on who this guy is because Jiwoon's all jealous about him. But I don't think he ever finds him because So Rin's manager ends up taking Daechung into their office and he's mad at him for making So Rin be part of a scandal. I mean, like, you got to be more careful. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> She's famous. That's totally fair. Yeah. I mean, it's So Rin's fault, too. They were just, like, running around the streets doing karaoke, singing, guitar playing. I mean, they're, like – down to get noticed. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, she's lucky the only one drunk person at a restaurant noticed her. And so I guess ads are being canceled. She's losing revenue. Like, it's a big deal. Scandals are a big deal in the Korean entertainment world. And so she's losing all this stuff. She's super concerned about it. So they come up with the solution that they're going to do like a kind of like a one-day reality TV show that follows the two of them around on a day, like, quote-unquote, a normal day. So Rin and so Rin and Daechung. Um Yeah, Daechung. And he, they're, so they're making it with the premise that Daechung's actually a longtime family friend. He's like one of their managers, and that's why they were together all night. It's because they've been family friends forever. So that's what the, the sell is to the, the normal public. Like, oh, we're not, she's not secretly dating. They're just like super good friends, and he's a manager. <laughs> so, all right. I'm trying to figure this out. Their plan is to create a reality show that Deju is a super old family friend of So Rin. Yes. Got it. Yeah, and it's not so I don't think it's like an ongoing reality show so much as just like a special, like a one episode, like a day in the life of these two longtime friends. Okay. Um, to show how well they get along together or whatever. And it's basically like he's a manager. He's not a, not somebody she's dating. And that's so there's interviews and all that stuff. And you see them bowling and doing stuff together and laughing and talking. And he's like super nervous because he's clearly not a not, TV not person. His, yeah, it's not his thing. And so Navi 
pulls out a piece of gum because he's about to get interviewed. Dae Ching's just about to get interviewed. Is this magic and- make you talk good gum? Yes, exactly. God, I yep. love these products. I'm all so I'll good. Them. <laughs> and so the ad flashes across the screen. It's called Cuckoo's Gum, um, and a gum that makes you a master of speech. <laughs> and the guy's like, "You can talk well, right? You're the man, Cuckoo's Gum." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, "There's no like criteria for what talking good is." It's like, no. Nope. Take gum, talk good, impress people. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And so he's about to get interviewed and he's supposed to talk about So Ren and kind of like what she's like and everything. And he does the perfect interview, of course, you know, of course. just like she's a wonderful human being. I'm always so impressed with her, blah, 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 blah. And uh, So Ren's really touched by the speech. And Ji Woon sees it and is really upset by the interview. And he's like, my manager's looking into him. Like, he's suspicious. And then, uh, like I said, she's super touched by his speech that she heard. And then the gum, of course, like where he actually swallows it on accident. <laughs> Man. Right? I know, right? And they're talk- like talking. She's like, oh, that was so nice of you. You're like, that was the night you were so well spoken. And I super appreciated that. And then he accidentally swallows the gum. And she asks him to hang out with her often since she, since she, she feels like she's so comfortable around him. She's like, you can replace my other manager who's like kind of in trouble because I got into a scandal and it's kind of unexplained as to why the manager suddenly has to disappear. It's just plot also, value. Also, does he have any experience as a manager of a celebrity, like booking gigs and dealing with no, all that kind of stuff? but I think it's more like a sh- – I mean, that's part of it, and I could be completely wrong, but this seems more like a like a road manager, a show manager, where he's just – Like a personal he, assistant? Yeah, kind of. Like he's driving her around, and he's making sure she leaves when she's supposed to and going where she's supposed to, and I think it's more like a personal assistant, but it's called a manager. Okay, good. So I think that's what he ends up being with her. The other one leaves, and he goes off to live a better life, they said, and so he replaces that oh. guy. We sent that dog up to the farm. Yes, exactly. And then this is actually the end of the episode is that Ji Woon shows up on on the screen with Dae Chung is like alone at this point. Dae Chung agrees to be his manager. She leaves and Ji Woon shows up to confront Dae Chung and he's very suspicious and his, his finishing line is, who are you? And then the scene ends and that's the Ooh, end of the episode. cliffhanger. I know. So, that yeah. is <laughs> it's a remarkably normal sort of love story, like a very sort of typical schlubby guy loves you know this amazing woman, and there's another guy competing for her affection kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But just wrapped in this insane meta story <laughs> about the love cells and the weird cat person and the ads. <laughs> oh, the ads! Oh. <laughs> The god character, I like. don't know what his actual role is. I think he's just part of the ads. I would n- not be surprised if he only appears with no explanation in the ads. It's this device for introducing these things to the audience. Yeah, it's it's quite quite the thing. That's amazing. I know. And like you said, the story is super low-key and easy to f- – and you know what's going to – probably yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, but yeah. it's just – it's wrapped in such an incredibly odd package that – that's why I wanted to use it for the podcast. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Uh, I got to say, I can't wait until next episode to hear the rest of this because I want to know – I mean, I don't really care about the love story, I'll be honest, because it <laughs> seems pretty obvious where this is all going. But I want to know what the heck's up with the love cell 
And what's up with all like the weird product? Like, what new product is going to come out in the next episode? That's what I'm here for. Does it seem obvious, Sam? Because we're still not entirely sure if he's going to end up with a love cell cat or if he's going to end up with Sorin. I mean, either way is fine. <laughs> you'll accept it. You'll, you'll. I, I'm still a little uncomfortable with like <laughs> the cat because again, does she ever turn back into a cat during this whole episode? Is that I ever think brought up again? One... There's only the I think there's only the one scene at the very beginning where she's like, and I can still turn him back into a cat, and then she turns into a cat. And then so into a why human was again. it a cat to begin with? Why can't I, it just I be like personification don't. of the cell? Why is the Why is the cat, Danielle? Why it's, is cat? It's possible that because the cat ate the love cell very dramatically at the beginning, that that's why the cat turned into a human. Maybe. If the what, cat hadn't eaten, maybe if the cat hadn't eaten the love cell, the love cell would have just turned into a human. Like the maybe it's had- a love cell human, but because the cat ate it, now the cat has to turn into the human because the love cell is inside of the cat. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about story wise. What what was point, the point? I don't yeah, know of having a cat involved. Like, does she have cat tendencies? Does she like actually meow? No. Is it is that ever used like comedic effect? Mm, no. Okay, so it's just. Cat eats thing, becomes human, and the fact that it was a cat is largely irrelevant. Yes, at least thus far. Again, don't remember the second episode, so I can't tell you how this pans out. (laughs) Because if nothing is ever made again about the fact that it's a freaking cat, I will be very upset. I will be really excited about that because I will enjoy that you're so upset about it. Danielle, why would you take so much pleasure in telling me awful it's funny things? funny and you get a lot of uh, enjoyment out of messing with me. That's true. All right. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the entire purpose of the show. So that's, that's what I have. Um, I would not – I'm going to put this out there to anybody who likes Korean dramas or would enjoy starting to watch Korean dramas or Asian dramas in oh, general, no. which I You're would recommend. To more. I am. <laughs> bringing people into the fold i would recommend not necessarily recommend unless you loved the plot retelling of this and you're like this is my jam i totally want to watch this show which you should watch because it's bananas but <laughs> i would not necessarily recommend this as a, the first korean drama that you ever watch but if you're super into it or want to watch korean dramas i can absolutely recommend you a slew of them because that's my thing if you have questions, comments, or want to talk about Korean dramas or want a personal recommendation, which I will definitely give you at Twitter at Book Retorts or BookRetorts.com, our website, you can email us there. Absolutely. And if you have any kind of like explanation <laughs> about the commercials and why they're there or the science of love cells, please let me know because I would love to see a treatise on love cells. Yeah, you might have read the uh, webtoon, and if you did, then you may have more information than I have. If this makes more sense than the webtoon, please let us know. If it makes less sense, then definitely let us know. (laughs) Yes. Otherwise, we will be back next time with episode two of Love Cells, which is very exciting. Can't wait to see how this resolves. You want to know, Sam, and I also (laughs) definitely want to (laughs) know. <laughs> the one you've seen before, of course. I know. It's my third time and I can't remember. <laughs> Great. It's like a present to yourself. <laughs> Gift. Thanks for listening, everybody, and goodbye and take care. Bye.
but we can stop recording about that. We don't need to talk about that on, on the recording. <laughs> Are you sure? Last time we stopped recording, we had something really good right after we stopped recording. I don't remember what that was, but it's fine. 